Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Uh, that seems to be a new trend with things that we're doing where we uh, yeah. add years to the end of movies. The uh, we're gonna, yeah, right. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about TCM 2022, uh, the newest horror requel. Uh, thank you, Scream 5, for that uh, handy term, I guess. Because I what what were we calling these things? Soft reboots previously? I don't know, but... Um, that's the biggest contribution that movie had, I feel like, to I, I mean, that, that, that sounds like we're knocking Scream 5, but we all like Scream 5. Or we both like Scream 5. Yeah. Um, but I'm, and I'm sure someone said that before then, but they yeah. popularized it. Yeah. I mean, Scream, Scream can get the credit. That's for sure. Um, it's like uh, popularizing. Okay. Do you know, Dylan, this is a, a trivia question that you definitely don't know the answer to, uh, but I'll ask you anyway, which two hard rock musicians take credit for creating the devil horns hand sign. Do you know they argue about it or argued one's dead now? Do you um, have any, Dylan is no, doing, I have no idea. Uh, Gene Simmons from kiss and Ronnie I was going to say, I was literally going to say kiss. Damn well, yeah. Oh, Gene Simmons would argue with anybody about anything. So, um, I mean, it's coming from a kiss fan, but so yeah, there you go. Uh, it's the, it's whatever is more popular. That's the one that wins, you know? Right. Like, exactly. The, I, I mean, will always love you by Whitney Houston is, that's the one, you know. I'm sorry, Dolly. I mean, agreed. So yeah, so, I love so, the Dolly I'm sorry, Dolly. Person, but she didn't yeah, but, popularize it. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So yeah, Ronnie James Dio did do it first, but uh, and also Gene didn't popularize it. I don't even know where it came from. That's a whole other thing. Um, but anyway, um, let's get to the news, Dylan. What'd you find on the internet this week? All right. So not a lot of big movie Marvel news, you know. There's but not. There's some good stuff. Um, like uh zero do you know zero that comic zero. book yeah X-E-R-O. oh yeah it was, it's my favorite i okay i don't know if you're talking <laughs> i didn't no, know I'm, zero at all from, no i it's didn't a 90s, it's a 90s dc book okay no um, i've never heard of it so apparently it was a this article calls it a popular like hit book of the 90s but i i'm not sure but um it stars a guy named train walker okay and he weaponizes invisibility by disguising himself as a white man in order to blend into the exotic Casino Royale haunts of the international elite. Um, so it's a, I think it's a cool premise, you know? Um, okay. The, it says That's that cool. the, it's been op- this has been opted for a movie adaptation by 50 Cent. Fitty. Fitty? Curtis? Yes. Mr. Hang Upside Down in the club? <laughs> yes. I didn't know he was and in the his, Bat Club. And his production company... Uh, g-unit film and television okay all right serious question what else has g-unit film done um do you have any idea power doesn't he do that show power i don't know does he i have dude i have no idea i was just asking uh a stupid question (laughs) i I, um films uh he uh nothing a bunch of things i've never heard of before any TV shows? Well, okay, he did the t- 2005. They, they did Get Richard I Trying, which is the 50 Cent movie. And yes, they do Power, which is... Okay. Yeah, okay. And then everything else is Power Book 2, Power Book 3, Black Mafia Family, things I've never heard of. Um, okay. There you go. So, it's, uh, yeah, he does. They do They do still make things. Well, this is a comic written by Christopher Priest. It was very good. Okay. I like um, Christopher Priest. And they're... 
imagining it as a comic book uh, superhero franchise. Okay. Um, but there's nothing more to go on. They've opted it, which means they have the rights to make it if anyone is going to make it. Doesn't mean they're going to do it, but... Sure. I'd watch it. I don't know. I don't know. Do we want Fiddy to play the main character? Definitely not. Absolutely not. Um, 50 Cent is fine. He was fine yeah. in he was fine in Get Richard Die Trying, where he played himself. You know, like I I mean I've never this, seen him do anything this, else. So I agree, and that sounds like it might uh, require some acting. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, um, maybe indeed. I really don't know. It, That's add it to the list of the upcoming DC movies. I mean, we'll, we'll see it when it happens. I'm sure. So hopefully, hopefully this one gets made though. You never know. I mean, I'd like to see them make some non, you know, top tier or top, top shelf comic stuff, something oh, off the wall. We're getting that Madam web and are we and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Well, that's still getting that's, a lot of uh, that. Marvel. That's Marvel. I know, but we're getting a uh, blue beetle back girl, uh, the trench. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. Not get out of here anymore. No, we're but, not. <laughs> but they've said they are going to make some movies like that. So, you might get your wish, Michael. You never know. You know, I'm into it. I want to see it. Um, okay. We got in some very exciting news. Dune. Dune Part 2, as it's called. Yes. Um, <laughs> they need a better name. Denis Villeneuve. Sorry, my dogs For... are popping off. Um, <laughs> oh, there must be somebody walking around outside. The wind blew outside. <laughs> somebody slammed um, the door five houses down. Um, the... Denis Villeneuve. Uh, yeah, Dune 2. Presented yes. by so it has been Denis Villeneuve has he said that it's it's been written and it's done and they want to start filming it now and he said uh it's gonna film this summer. No, you know, official date or anything, but um I don't know. Okay. I even after they said they wanted to make this movie, I've been like a little bit like like will they, you know, because it underperformed so much at the box office, which yeah, is the movie's if, fault. Yeah. No, but if it got nominated for Best Picture, you know, I think they have to at this point. Well, Call Me By Your Name did, and it had a sequel announced as well. But then well, that's one not of its like, lead actors became a cannibal, so that's a little bit different. Did he become a cannibal, or did he get found out to be a cannibal? As long as the other actor from that movie doesn't bec- also become a cannibal, then they can make Dune too. you know? I mean... That's true. The connections are all there. Everything's connected, Michael. <laughs> I mean, Lu- okay. Luca Guadagnino's Dune Part Two. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I well, but to be fair though, I don't even know if Call Me by Your Name Two was ever going to get that sequel, really, because it's not like a sequely movie. Yeah. What happens in the sequel? Is it just Elio grown up or something? Is it them like they're like? Did we old, did we old. read it? Uh, no, you did. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> Okay, they're, I read the they're book. They're old. It's like 20 years in the future. I don't see how they oh, can weird. do that. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay, Dune 2. I'm very excited. It's the movie. Oh, me too. If I had to pick a movie that's on the slate to be most excited about, it's that one. Um, yes, definitely that I one. Want the to, I want to be... <laughs> or Madam Web. Oh, Watch I mean, Madam Web be amazing. We're going to... It probably S- will be. talk it for like three years, and then it's going to come out, and we're going to be like, oh, no. Then it's gonna get nominated for an Oscar. Twitter voted fan favorite. Oh well, that's that's not an Oscar. That's a, a rec- official recognition. A recognition. Right? My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, more sci-fi news. Star Trek. They're okay. So they've said many times that they're doing a Star Trek movie. You know, 
I think the last one was Quentin Tarantino was going to do it. He was writing yes. it. Oh, God, that's right. So, like, these things, they can't get it off the ground. No pun intended. But right. this um, now they're saying this one's a little bit uh, more promising because the original cast is set to come back, which I think has been an obstacle um, in general because a lot of them have gotten more famous and busier and stuff like that since the first Star Trek movie and probably more expensive, you know? Oh, of course. Um, but they're saying they're going to do it. And this is made by J.J. Abrams production company as Bad well. Robot? <laughs> yes. Bad Robot. Um, and there's a director attached with who I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I know Matt was very excited about this because um, Matt's a big Star Trek guy. In addition to being a Star Wars guy. Um, so I, I know because when, when the news broke last week, he was very excited to come back and tell me that they're making another Star Trek with Chris Pine. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh. And Zoe Sadania cool. and Zachary well, yeah, yeah. and Carl Urban. The works. That, that's what they said. They named them John Cho and Simon Pegg. So all the main ones. No I, Benedict Cumberbatch is gone though. I don't remember which of those movies I liked. I I like both of them. Wait, there's only two. But right? there's there's three. Oh no. Oh yeah. There's, there's the third one that's like there, became like one, very action y. Yeah, because there's the first one, and then there's the one with Khan, Khan and then there's the one Wrath with Idris Elba. There's Into Darkness, Khan, and uh, no, something. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Star Trek. What? Um, whatever. There's Star Trek, adjectiveless Star Trek. Right. And then it's Star Trek Wrath- something, Wrath of Khan, <laughs> whatever modern Wrath of Khan is. That. I know, on. but that's what it is. Um, and then Into Darkness is the third one. Someone is yelling at us right now. Multiple okay, people. It's, okay, I've got it. Beyond? Star Trek. Into Darkness, which is the con one, and then okay. Beyond, which is the third one. What was the TV show? Oh, Enterprise. Okay. What, what? There's a bunch of those. Oh, yeah. Well, I know, but the most recent one. Discovery? Discovery. Okay. Whatever. It's too oh, much boy. Star Trek. You're not a Trekkie, I can tell. I'm I'm not. I'm a, I'm a Trekker. I actually used to pretend that I was a Trekkie. I, I did too, actually. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to love uh, TNG marathons on TV, and I would I loved TNG as a kid um i stopped watching it um did you ever see that documentary trekkies came out in the 90s yes actually yeah i did too i did too and i don't know if that deterred me yeah i know that was like a really big movie too right like i I was young for it because i feel like i don't know i haven't seen it in a long time is it like mocking it's kind of mean i feel it is right there's moments where it's nice but it's also kind of like like they're treating them like furries or bronies or something like right. that. Right. Like, they're like, look, look at, at these, these dorks. Yeah. 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 Okay. They made a Trekkies too. I never saw it, but. Did they really? Interesting. But that is the movie where I learned that there's some people that call themselves Trekkers. Okay. And that's as opposed to Trekkies. And there's some people that are Trekkers and some people that are Trekkies. And I never knew that until I watched that documentary. Interesting. I think that's one of the early like fandom documentaries but anyway go, go seek that out somewhere i'm sure it's playing nowhere you know so this one's supposed to be directed by matt shackman who directed uh some of wandavision some of wandavision okay. I'm, I'm sure he didn't do all the episodes but it says he's a director of wandavision and it's always sunny in philadelphia and game of thrones so okay i mean fingers sure. crossed i don't know especially if they go with a retro vibe you know how they like one director will do something well and then they'll be like let's get that guy, you know, like right. let's get the guy who did the 60s stuff in WandaVision. Like it could be that, you know, 
Oh man, you know what? I mean, people, man, Hollywood do be doing that though. That's a dumb reason, but like that could be it. I hate that crap. Um, I, I actually have something to say related to that when we get to our, our review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Okay. So, um, all right. So, you ready for another entry into absolutely established uh, director, film auteur, film maven, uh, Trash's Marvel movies? Um, um yes and this is not my one not my favorite director but has directed my favorite film yes i do know i do know about this yeah i think this one's like the like the leader of them i feel like oh yeah this He's is the leader the godfather of, like, of the ah uh, uh, i see what you did there um i don't know this is like the head honcho talking you know of of like classic cinema right uh yeah and i, I to say dad cinema is like dismissive a little bit like it is dad cinema though, but like it is like the Godfather is classic for a reason. Apocalypse now is classic for a reason. They are fantastic films. Um, yeah. So we're talking about Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Oh, put that yeah. together. Sorry, we should have said that. <laughs> yeah. um, we should assume that everyone has our, our, our film knowledge. So he, someone was interviewing him GQ. And oh, he said, of course, um, there used to be studio films. Now there are Marvel pictures. Marvel pictures. pictures. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That, that, so you already ele- know based on the elevated. beginning. Yeah, how you elevated. know on the, based on the beginning that he might have a dated opinion. Um, uh-huh. And what is a Marvel picture? A Marvel picture is one prototype movie that is made over and over and over and over and over again to look different. Um, so that's the beginning of it. And so far, based on sampling a few Marvel films, I wouldn't completely disagree. You know, I same like he's not fully incorrect there. Yeah, there is. There is. I mean, we've talked about the Marvel formula, right? So, I mean, yes, it exists, it's a thing. I do think they've moved away from that to some extent, but especially if you've that, seen Iron right. Man and a few others. And yeah, do I really think that Francis Ford Coppola is up on the differences of Shang-Chi and then the Netflix and Eternals stuff and, and Eternals. Division. Right. I don't think so. Definitely not. I think you saw Iron Man one, two, maybe Captain America and one Thor and two, one, maybe and, yeah, yeah, Thor one maybe, and the Incredible yeah. Hulk. Oh God, yeah, that's probably about it. Okay, so keep in mind we're talking about Marvel movies, and then he said, even the talented people. You could take Dune, made by Denis Villeneuve, an extremely talented, gifted artist, and you could take No Time to Die, directed by Kerry Fukunaga. Extremely gifted, talented, beautiful artists. And you could take both of these movies. Keep in mind, I maybe I think maybe he thinks these are Marvel movies. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> um, he didn't pivot in any way. He was like, Marvel movies, Dune, No Time to Die, you know, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> He's just confused, okay. And then he said, and you and I can go and pull the same sequence out of both of them and put them together. The same sequence where all the cars crash into each other. They all have that fun stuff in it and they almost From have Dune? to have it yeah if they're going to justify their budget and that's the good films and the talented filmmakers so so the car crash scene from dune um yeah remember all the cars I think, well i mean the movie was three hours so i did you know maybe like maybe i did yeah i thought i didn't get up in pee but maybe i did and missed that car crash scene that he saw maybe about. we went at the same time because i also didn't has, see one okay or maybe he got an advanced look at dune oh, or oh maybe it was like it was left on the cutting room floor Dylan. Yes. All yes. the cars in Dune. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. With their wheels. The sand everything. cars. Yeah. Sand cars. Um. Okay. Um, so I mean. Okay. So yeah. You're right. He's he's clearly 
uh, either out of touch. Is yeah, what I well, say. he's just he's just out of touch. It's like he's probably just never seen these movies. Is what I'm saying. Uh, has he even seen Dune? Probably not. Which is sad because he's missing out on some like actual well, good movies. Maybe know? he maybe he will have seen Dune because it's nominated for Best Picture, and I assume that like all the directors who are fancy themselves, you know they don't. You know they don't. <laughs> I mean, they give them people. To the their Oscars house. voters don't even watch all the movies. Well, yeah, but like you we think do Best more. Picture, right? Like I feel maybe. like the the directors would maybe like I'm the just 10 being, movies. I don't yeah. Know. Like, I mean, they get sent to their house and he didn't have to go anywhere. I think he sees the ones that he is interested in at this point. I see. Maybe, okay. maybe I'm being too pessimistic. Maybe he saw dude and no time to die. Um, I want to know what, like the, like the peak of like director skill and still enjoys, you know, movies and isn't a butthole. You know what I mean? Like who, who can go to see Dune and have fun? Or maybe not Dune. Dune, everybody should like Dune, but like, you know, Marvel movies, but can still make art. You know, like Yorgos Lentimos. You think he's you think he likes Eternals? Probably not. I don't know. There was someone, I can't remember who it was, who was defending them, saying that they are what gets people into theaters, you know, and is keeping the industry alive. Like they didn't necessarily defend the integrity the, of the movies. The film, the pictures. They, yeah, the pictures, but they defended their right to exist at least. Um, I mean, that's a plus. You know, that's what that's what they need. They need a. Uh, we we need one of these old old timey directors, <laughs> old timey, uh, to come out and talk about, you know, be positive towards Marvel movies. That's all. Like, I'm not saying you have to got to put them over like they're the best movies of all time, but come on. I don't know. It's just like every generation has their thing or a bunch of genres actually that are similar, you know, it's like Westerns. There's like, I don't know, those nineties action movies that are all, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of them, but I've seen a few and they all kind of seem the same a bit, you know, uh-huh. it's rom-coms in the like early two thousands and nineties. Like those are all. Oh yeah. Blueprinty as well. Like, and the posters are all the same. I mean, very much like Marvel, like, yeah, a lot of those Marvel posters, if you're not into it, they really do look the same. But I don't know. It's just, it's weird that they seem to be like banding together, like all these old white dudes to be like, Meh. I I really don't get the point. In what are we going to, there is no point. They're jealous but, that their movies don't make a billion dollars, I think. But but really though, this was the, what, what was the question the interviewer asked him? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is the interviewer just trying to get this? get this out oh, of I'm him. sure yeah you know is is francis ford coppola did, was he trying to take a stand or did he did he answer the question that was asked to him and you know like i i i assume that most people his age don't like a lot of marvel movies just in general anyway i don't think it has anything to do necessarily with him being an old man director i think it's like uh, you know a younger audience just in general and i feel like it's kind of like crummy to discredit like the directors who are doing these like Taika Waititi and stuff, you know, like oh, there's yeah. talented people who make these movies that I don't know, like not everything you make has to be the same. Like he can do Jojo Rabbit and Thor, like, right. you know, there's different hey, flavors of things that you can work a lot, on. A lot of the seventies directors, uh, people who got big in the seventies started out doing porn. Okay. <laughs> like for like Wes Craven, I know was one of them. Um, you know, it's so, I mean, if, they're not looking at a Wes Craven, you know, like, yeah, on. get off your high okay. horse. I got one more and it's along okay. the same lines. It's kind of, but this one is my favorite story of the week. I'll, I'll do it quickly. Um, 
So you know how we talked about Oscar doing that fan voted Twitter voted yes. uh, award yes. where they will recognize it during the show. They're not going to hand them an Oscar, but they're going to be like in Twitter. I don't know what they're going to say. Actually, it's going to be very awkward. Um, uh, a very carefully crafted script will be read by Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Or um, what are movies and bring us heartbreak feels good at a place like this. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I've still never seen it. It's literally on shirts and stuff, Michael. I need, I need well, you to record I'm, I'm go- it. If you see it, I need you to pull your phone out. I'll, I'll, I'll put a TikTok me. up there. Which filter should I use? Should I use the 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 big the tiny Shrek? Or? None. Oh the, yes, okay. the dancing Shrek. Oh, dancing um, Shrek. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, they're doing this Twitter vote, and this is what I think is one of the worst ideas the Oscars have ever had. The Academy. Sorry. Absolutely. Whoever's in charge of this, they were interviewing an Oscar voter, and they said. I'm trying to think of a dumber move the Academy has made. Sure, there are thousands. Quite possibly, this could be it. Um, they said, this is a little elitist, but they said, wait, did I read this right? Why is the Academy hang- handing out Oscars voted by fan tweets? What's next? Best movie kiss? I'm starting <laughs> not to care about the Oscars. Um, Best movie kiss. I feel like it's a little elitist. Like It's it not is. that huge of a deal if they recognize a movie. It's not like it's winning Best Picture, you know? They're just saying, right. what people liked. So I'm not totally against it, but okay. My point is it's a terrible idea because I didn't count on the internet uh, mocking it, making a joke out of it. I mean, um, that I mean, we, we did. We talked about it last week. You voted. You were you were hoping for malignant. Actually, yeah, we did. But I think maybe out of touch people, people who aren't in touch with the internet, didn't know that this would happen. Um, right. And the number one movie is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Who is well, not no kidding qualified. We yeah, I think we said that too. It's not we qualified did. because it didn't open in theaters. So it's out. Uh-huh. The next one is Cinderella, <laughs> the Amazon movie. <laughs> which is, oh, yes. It's a, it's a meme. It's famously one of the worst movies of the year. Um, no Malignant. They could have had the is, guy walking backwards. I know. This is this is the Camila Cabello uh, Cinderella. Right. I didn't. I definitely did not watch this. I'm trying it's to see what movie. the Rotten Tomatoes is. I think it's in the 40s or something. It's not good. It's rotten for sure. Um but it's it, it's a joke online, and uh, of course, it is beating Spider Man No Way Home. Of course, currently, uh, I, I'm sorry <sighs> to all the people that thought No Way Home was going to take this. It, it it might maybe they'll see this article and then be like, but oh no, we need I to. Would, I would like some vindication. Multiple people in person told me I was wrong that it would not be Snyder Cut that was voted number one. I was like, what you is were voted abs- number one technically. Well, Right, it is, and I said, uh, "Yeah, right, I am correct." Oh, you I said, mean, "Oh, okay, I said it would." I said it would, oh, uh, okay. and the people were like, "No, no, no, no way!" Like, are you I kidding? Mean, That's like the most organized fan base in the world. They should, like it's going to be Snyder cut and then the Alita, election. right? Yeah, so Alita, the Alita army is going to, yeah, for real. Yeah, um, if you get the if you get the Zaddy army on your side, you can do anything. Seriously, if I was running for president, I would do anything. I, could. I would have him direct my campaign commercial, throw oh however gosh. many millions I would need because I would just trend every day. Anyway, that's <laughs> that, all I, mean, I got. That's not a bad idea. I hope Cinderella wins. I love Spider-Man. I think it's a good movie, but I, I like the lols better, you know? Right. But that's all my um, news for today. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's hear about those live sales. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues 
comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. Thank you, Dylan, as always, for, you know, just really sticking to the script and just like I nailed it. You, you really Thanks for did playing the music. Yeah, always live. Uh, played all the instruments at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to get to my news. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Hold on, Michael. Whoa. I have another news. I have another news. Another news. I'm sorry. We don't have. <laughs> I don't know why we stopped in the middle of me talking to do this again. But um, yeah, we have another news. Uh, it's another event news. It's a Bedrock City Comic Con. Have what? you heard about it? Um, no, I haven't. Okay, so this is going to be a no-label brewery. There's going to be 20 plus vendors, maybe more. We're negotiating more. There might be like 30 to 40 vendors. We have, a, we have a ton of applications. So we're trying to figure out space and plan it out. There's going to be amazing. lots of vendors, comic vendors, toy vendors, pop vendors, local artists. I'm going to do a little artist alley. Um, so this is going to be uh, Saturday, May 14th from okay. noon to six. So the week after free comic book day or two weeks after the free week, comic book day. It is the week after free comic day, which is May okay. 7th. Okay. The week after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, it's like, you know, keep wow. the comic book stuff going. That's comic two weeks book after month, our man. spring sale, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've been Bedrock's been talking about doing this for literally years. Okay, and uh, we're gonna we want the goal is to do one at like a proper one someday. Not that this one isn't proper, but you know, like I know a larger, what you mean, like a in, larger in its scale own venue. one. Yes. So, but this is like a perfect for me to practice. Like, I'm very nervous because. I feel like every time a convention is poorly run, like everyone hears about it, you know? Oh, of course. Well, I mean, that's just Dylan, just don't harass cosplayers or don't like book like yeah, maybe people. It, maybe it's easier than I think, actually. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, it's probably it's probably not that not probably not that hard. You just have to not be a scumbag. Yeah. Um, well, I can do that. Um, but uh, it's gonna be fun regardless. I'm gonna make it great. I'm gonna overachieve. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna have yeah, the vendors, there's gonna be multiple food trucks, there's gonna be live music. I think there's gonna be some comic book country music and some comic book rap music and okay. a cantina band there's going to be awesome. games cosplay contests uh the works beer of course because it's at a brewery of course um it's gonna be outside and fun so come pay us a visit it's i think it's going to be a ton of people i'm predicting it's got I'm a excited. ton of attention so i'm, I'm excited for it for sure. where where is no label it's in katie it's in the heights right oh it's in katie okay yeah it's by the katie store okay so, cool that's it's a little bit of a drive, but it's it's like taking a road trip to a con, you know, if you live I mean, in the city. Not if you live in Katy. It's going to be exciting. That's true. It's right around the corner. Um, exactly. Yeah, but I just want to tell you all cool. about that. I'm excited. We'll, we'll, we'll fill you in as, as the uh, the weeks go on, as we get closer to it. And we have more news about it. So uh, stay yes. tuned for that. But um, I don't have a ton of news this week. So um, let's get right through it here. So um, updating you on the wrestling, the huge wrestling news last week of Cody Rhodes and his AEW contract. Uh, expiring um, and the rumors that he is going to WWE and pretty much everybody in the wrestling sphere is talking about it and is saying that Cody is going to be going to WWE. Uh, Pat McAfee, uh, who is uh, one of the commentators and also I think a professional fighter at some from something. I don't really know who that is, but he uh, on Twitter. Yes, Uh, he has a he has a, a podcast and he said, I guess I guess Cody Rhodes is coming to WWE. I guess 
Who cares? Mm. Him and his little friend started something. It was terrible. We actually went head to head with him on Wednesdays. We beat him a couple times. Who cares? To hell with Cody Rhodes. So that sounds his a lot like friends. That's rude. Well, that sounds a lot like working to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that sounds a lot like uh, drumming up heat, as they say yeah. in the business. You know what I mean? Like, um, so anytime anybody takes a stance on anything in wrestling, I assume I'm getting worked. Um, and you know. I don't watch WWE and I'm not going to jump ship if Cody uh, hops over, which as I've, um, if you've talked to me in the store about this, you've heard my feelings. Um, I think I have always thought Cody is the most expendable big name on the roster in AEW. Like he doesn't, he, the show is not going to hurt for his absence. Um, no. he, he's fine. He's got action figures. He does. He does have action figures, but he's also was an executive vice president of the company. And you know what I'm saying? Like he's just, kind of put himself all over the place um but either way um this past monday on on monday night raw people were speculating cody was going to be there of course um uh legendary superstar edge came out and did a little talk (gasps) in the middle of the ring okay um and he teased very heavily uh that he needs a mystery he needs an opponent for wrestlemania he didn't have somebody he didn't have anybody he said he he wants somebody who's going to make him phenomenal phenomenal is aj Mm. styles catchphrase so that, oh. that's, that's the thing there. However, he did He's say great. something about he doesn't want any smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors is the name of Cody Rhodes' Stardust theme song. This is very Marvel. Uh, it is. It rumors. is. It's, it's wrestling. Taylor Swift rumors. It's all thing. wrestling. It's- so I, I, I'm getting worked somewhere. I just don't know where I'm getting worked. Um, so <laughs> is that I, funny? Yeah, it is. Well, th- that's why wrestling is so interesting. It's because. Because it's it it's like it's like if Marvel purported itself to be real but not really real, you know. It it's is like if like Robert Downey Jr. and Josh Brolin were beefing on Twitter, you know, and then right. it was like, oh, the Thanos Iron Man fight's coming up. It'd be pretty funny, actually. Right. To but, never but, know what's real. But you go to buy a ticket to watch that fight, you know, and that you watch them pretend to fight. You know, it's like, I like it's not... it. They should do that. I mean, they should. Let's go. But anyway, there was so... some of that. There was some of that. Um, this is barely related, yeah. but with the with John Cena this week, did you see that? It's wrestling beefing. No, they took a dig at, they took a dig at Green Arrow in the Peacemaker finale. Um, okay, they said, "quote There, Green isn't mind you. Green Arrow has never been mentioned in the DCEU before. This is like the first thing canon saying that he's in the universe. But okay. they said that Green Arrow goes to brony conventions dressed as the back half of Twilight Sparkle." Um, there's more that of I course. can't read that I can't of read course. here. But then Stephen Amell got mad online who played Green Arrow in the CW. And he said, someone asked him about Peacemaker, and he said, Haven't seen it, too busy showing Cena what professional wrestling should actually look like on TV because he's in that show, <laughs> that wrestling show. Right. You know? Got it's him. just like what he's is this I, wrestling beef. It's 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 a week, I feel like. I I know. Like well, okay. In wrestling, that's like I love online wrestling beef because I never know when it's real or not. Cause sometimes it's like, it's legit and real. Like, uh, but I just can't ever, ever tell when I'm being worked or not. Well, actually that's not true. Usually I can tell when I'm being worked, but I love it when I'm fooled, you know, like it's this uh, one's gotta be a joke. There's no oh, way oh, you oh, can oh, get oh. offended on behalf of the green arrow. Yeah. Stephen <laughs> Amell, please. Uh, I think he's in on it because he's doing the wrestling thing, you know, he's playing a wrestler. I think he's and he's, like, and he's wrestled and he's wrestled matches. Like with Stardust, yeah, right, and and on his own, comes um, full circle. Yeah, yeah, he's wrestled in WWE and AEW. 
Actually, no, he didn't wrestle AEW. He wrestled in the show that the AEW people put on before they created AEW, uh, the okay. show called All In. Um, but anyway, um, so there's that. We'll keep you updated on this Cody Rhodes situation. Um, <laughs> I expect Cody Rhodes to show up at WrestleMania, I guess, or right before to set up a match with Edge. Um, now, uh, to, to further just belabor the point, I it really irks me though this this Cody Rhodes thing because like because of from a fan standpoint like he has sort of since AEW started and ever since he left WWE he's really just like talked crap about WWE they have no creative control they give you stupid gimmicks and then you stick with them Stardust um you know but he committed to Stardust and he did it you know what I mean but like uh he just will always knock them. Right. And talk, started at EW with, with his friends, uh, creating a revolution, et cetera, making an alternative, whatever. And then if he just F's off and goes over to, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I'm going to go over here now where there's more money. Like it's kind of yeah. lame. It's kind of lame. T- but tail I mean, between your legs, like, sorry. Right. You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, w- I got to wonder how that promo goes. Like, does he come back and it's like, guys, I'm, you know, I'm home. I had to, you know what? I don't know. Whatever. We'll, we'll find out as we, as we get closer to this, to this thing happening, or it's all worked and he's just going to come back at some AEW event and surprise everybody. Uh, there's all sorts of options, but moving on from wrestling news, um, getting into some film news. Uh, this would normally be a Dylan news, but I think I, but I'm taking it because I saw this movie first. Um, Coda, <laughs> um, uh, one of our dark horse picks that isn't going to win best picture. Um, oh, uh, well, I mean, come on. It won't. No, but um, the movie that we both loved and we've talked about uh, multiple times. My, in the pa- my number one in the of the year, if you watched our film ranking. That's right. So, um, the It's an acronym, uh, C-O-D-A, Children of Deaf Adults. Uh, it's a great film, um, but Apple is putting it uh, to, is going to re-release it in theaters for free. Um, February 25th, 6th and 7th. Um, so check online for that. Um, I got a bunch of tickets. Oh, did I you? I got like eight of them. Yeah, today. When I, I saw your headline, I hadn't heard the news before. And I went in to reserve some. There's actually almost none left. So I could only get okay. the 10, 20 on Saturday. Wow. But. um. Okay, you didn't see it in theaters, right? No, I didn't get to. I'm not I'm not as cool as you. I mean, you I saw mean, the yeah, drive-in, right? I did. I saw the drive-in. The, the Sundance drive-in in 2020. If you watch um, it online and then you go to this, you could have seen it in three formats, Michael. It would the wow. ultimate then, then I'm then I'm the real Coda fan at that point. So Definitely. um go go online, check and see if you can uh secure yourself. But hit us up if you want a ticket. If you can't get one, I have some extra. Yeah. We'll get you one. Let let us know. Yeah. Um and then moving on to some Star Wars news. We have some uh minor news here. Um <laughs> the, the headline is is very it's very um maybe news. Untitled Star Wars series eyeing John Watts to direct. Okay, so that sounds like we have a we have a uh, we have an unnamed project that we might want someone to direct. But the story seems to be that uh, John Watts, director of Spider-Man: No Way Home, is going to be um, likely attached to the High Republic uh, series, which would be very exciting because he did well with No Way Home, um, and the High Republic is the most exciting thing in Star Wars right now. Um, eh. but, I mean, it, <sighs> it is okay. Wait, no, I, 
I wasn't sighing at that. I was like more at John Watts. Like, I don't know. I'm just shocked because he's doing the new Fantastic Four reboot as well. Oh, I'm just is like, he really? Yeah, for Marvel. So I'm like just surprised that he's getting so much. Like, Dylan, you know how it goes. You do one thing, you do I one guess. thing, it makes a lot of money, and then they call you. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't attribute Spider-Man's success to him. I don't think. I don't see any like visionary directing in any of the three Spider-Man movies. You know. Uh huh. I think the script and the acting is what, and the MCU connections is what people love about those. You know. Yeah. Um, That's I'm true. Just, like, I don't know. Is, I'm, is just almost, really I'm just the... surprised he's getting like the hugest opportunities in Hollywood. <laughs> you know. Uh, no, I agree with you. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting choice, but I mean, he did, he did fine with no way home and people have faith in him. They're giving him fantastic four, like you said. So either Being way, a mediocre white man can take you very far. Turns yeah. out. Uh, well, <laughs> fair play to that. Um, I think the bigger news is that I'm excited about uh, a high Republic yes. series. I think that's more exciting, honestly, because then, then you can get cool Jedi stuff with no Skywalker, no previous, you don't have to worry about any of it. Just, just it's all new. It's still don't a worry prequel about though. It. Yeah, but like it's so far in the past, it doesn't matter. Like, it's I like guess. you know, Vader yeah. isn't going to show up. It's not going to be like, oh no, it's Palpatine. They could time you know. travel. Stop. Um, we got some Stranger Things news. I keep forgetting this that this is a thing because um, <laughs> I, I I love Stranger Things, and just like when Stranger Things season three came out, I forgot how much I liked it. Same. I, saw- I was not excited. Then I watched it. I was like, damn, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. So um, it has been revealed. The Stranger Things 4 will be, quote, twice the length of previous seasons. Um, and it's going to be brought to Netflix in two separate parts. Volume 1 premiering on May 27th of this year. And then Volume 2 on July 1st. Um, so there's going to be, you know, blocks of episodes in each of those uh, volumes. So that's interesting. That. I know. So, I, so, yeah, this says specifically, this isn't. This isn't one season broken up into two parts. They were designed to be like two full seasons. Mm-hmm. Like so, they said it's tw- almost twice the length. So I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, we'll see when we get there. I don't like the um, tagline. It's one of those taglines that means nothing, and it's every ending has a beginning. I'm like, okay, t- time is a flat circle. What does that um, mean? Yes, every ending has a beginning. Thank you. <laughs> right. So, are we getting time travel, or is this? Regardless, it's gonna be good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, yeah. So uh, from Showtime, we got a trailer for a new uh, film, uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's a re-adaptation of, the, of, a, of a novel. I don't know when it came out, but there's a, there is a uh, 1976 film starring David Bowie of the same name that also adapted uh, the, the, the sci-fi story. Uh, but this one is coming out this year on Showtime, uh, starring uh, Naomi Harris and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, and I think this looks really good. It's a sci-fi movie about an alien who crash lands on Earth uh, to seek help for uh, his dying planet. Um, Dylan, have you seen the David Bowie film? No, I haven't. Is, oh, is okay. it worth watching? Yes, it's very good. So watch it before, pregame. Um, no. You don't okay. think so? I don't think you need to. I mean, it's it's good, but like I I, I mean I haven't seen this, but I mean if it's a There's remake, one eighty there. I mean, it's very good, but like I don't think like you have to watch that to see this one. Yeah, I, okay. I think especially with that. I mean, I don't know. How did you think this looked? This trailer. 
I mean, it didn't give a lot away, but I'm excited oh. still, you know? See, I feel like it did, but it's, I've seen the movie. Okay. The old one. Um, but the cast I, is what got me. Yeah. So this is coming out um, sometime. I don't think, I don't know if there's a date for it. Uh, I don't see one in this article. So how similar did it look to the movie, the old movie? Um, it looks pretty similar. I mean, obviously a lot better, but it, it does look pretty similar. Um, okay. So that's why Maybe I, I won't watch it. Maybe I'll watch some surprises. So let's see. I think there's a quote here. Um, actually, no, that's about the acting process. So never mind. Um, so yeah, this, no, this trailer just came out um, and it's going to be on Showtime sometime later. Uh, mm. So stay tuned for that. Now, the real, the real streaming news here, though, <laughs> Yeah. This is my last piece of news here. Um, is this week Titan has dropped on Hulu. Um, so if you're feeling bold and you want to see my movie of the year, truly, truly, if you feel bold, you can watch Titan for free or as part of your Hulu sub. If they you should have put one. on Disney Plus instead. Go. Oh, yeah, let's go. I mean, the kids gotta know sometime. I'd watch Titan on Disney Plus. What's Titan? Titan. Yeah. It's got a car on it. Why is she on that <laughs> car like that? <laughs> they're, they're not ready, Dylan. Um, if you're new and you haven't heard, uh, Titan is my favorite movie of 2021. Uh, I saw it in the theaters and I absolutely loved it. Um, it is very, very, very out there uh, in terms of premise. It's directed by Julia uh, Ducourneau, uh, who directed Raw, the horror film, uh, if you've seen that. Um, you have an idea of what this might be like, but you really don't. It's very out there and graphic. Um, sex, violence. Actually, the violence. No, the violence is actually super graphic. What am I talking about? Um, you still haven't seen it yet, Dylan. No, I'll watch it. No, you won't. You lie. I was going to feel guilty, but then I remember that you also never watched a movie that I've recommended before. So that's that I've I've that's can't be factually correct. It has to be. There's no way. That that might be correct. I don't know. I mean, I'll I've do it though. Movies. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, all right. You give me a movie and I'll I'll watch it. Next okay, week. we'll exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's it for uh, my news this week. Go watch Titan. Uh, but be be aware of who's coming into the house. You know, make, you don't want to get no. You don't want anybody walking in while you're watching the lady have sex with a car. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awkward. in there. Um, but anyway, let's get to wait, our, wait, wait. Oh. Whoa! I got Again an, with the interruption. Another one. I'm sorry. You another can't one. Do your, where's you my Where's my DJ Khaled button? <laughs> uh, yeah, this isn't gonna go smoothly. It's okay. Um, we got another little promo to talk about. What? This one is for a good cause, though. Well, so is the con, but this one is also as well. It's um, it's called Comic Book for Kids, which is a nonprofit charity organization. They okay. uh, give comic books, um, all ages comic books to children and hospitals and cancer centers. Oh, that's awesome. Um, they're like basically a distribution center. Um, people send them books. A bunch of distributors send them books too, like things that okay. they just have too much of. Um, sure. He was selling on the phone, and then they, their their main thing is like getting it to them. You know, shipping, like physically bringing it, hiring people to do that. So they are accepting donations, okay, of both books and uh, money. Though I have been told that they have an influx of books. And that what they, they need most is resources, resources for, you know, paying people to bring them to the hospitals and actually shipping them and stuff, which is very expensive. Right. Um, so 
we're working with them on actually today as of this recording uh 2:22:22 is uh comic book for kids day it's the first one but we're extending it to a week long thing um so i had to start today but it's going to run through next monday and if you come into any bedrock city and you donate $5 or 5 all ages comic books um you can just bring them in and give them to us make $5 sure they're 12 or more $5 or more yes um or 5 comic books or more um, but try and make sure they're kid appropriate, you know, like yeah, 12 and so, under. So my, my pick of the week wouldn't fly. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No, it's hard. There's no like good rating system for comics. So you got to use your judgment, you know? Right. Um, like Spider-Man is the same rating as like the darkest Marvel characters, you know? So just, just use your judgment. We'll do it for you if you want, when you bring them right. in. Um, and if you bring that, then you can get 40% off of any graphic novel. Of one graphic um, novel. One graphic novel. Yeah. Um, it doesn't stack. I guess you could bring someone else in, bring some more money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do that. Because we don't really, uh, graphic novels are expensive now. You know, they're getting more and more expensive. Yep, they sure are. And we're not doing 40% off. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, there's a, uh, an influx of $100 plus dollar omnibuses that have been dropping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, come in you and- You can get uh, a $60 one. Yeah. Um. If you are planning on buying any graphic novel that's $12.99 and up, it's cheaper to donate the money and get the 40% off, you know? There's no reason so, not to, is what we're saying. There's no reason. Yeah. Now, and almost every graphic novel is $12.99 and up, you know? So, Unless, like, select manga is $10. Yeah, exactly. So come in this week and do it for good yeah, cause. For real. You come know, in every day. I want to I blow all the other retailers out of the water. None of them are doing 40% off like we are. We already have the best deal. Yeah. So let's make the biggest difference, you know? That's right. Especially so being through. in Houston with like the biggest childhood child like cancer center, you know. Of, we like, I mean, we have to represent. We need to do the best job. Yeah. So, and we're gonna do that by our pick of the week. By I am picking a <laughs> trade that you need to come in and buy and get forty percent off of and donate. This is new in trade well, don't this donate. week. Well, oh, donate. Don't, don't, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You don't <laughs> donate this. You buy this for yourself <laughs> and you donate five dollars. Don't donate to this, kids. This is Providence by Alan Moore. Um, this the kids is, need to know about Alan Moore, Michael. It's been in hardcover in the past, but is now in trade paperback. That looks uh, thick. It is a, it's a, uh, it's a pretty big book. That's a big um, boy. Yeah. How many issues? Uh, twelve. Um. Cool. So yeah, Providence is the is one of his. Um, he has three different Cthulhu stories, uh, or Lovecraft type stories, and this is uh the best one. It's very very good. Um, I like it quite a bit. It has the, I don't know how to say his first name, uh, Jacques Burroughs art. Uh, he's French. Uh, so anyway, it's 30 bucks. You get, fi- you get, uh, do your donation. You get, uh, you want $12 off. Come on. Come through Can't beat that. Can't beat that. And some good karma. Exactly. I mean, come on. You get a warm fuzzy and, you know, weird Alan Moore tentacle stuff. So best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. What else do you want in this life? Dylan, what do you have? I have a Marvel book that I otherwise probably wouldn't have planned on reading because I'm not a big Ghost Rider fan, but they're oh, yeah. relaunching it for the first time in a really long time, if it's I'm been, not mistaken. If you're not counting like, well, like Robbie Little Reyes. series and stuff. Yeah. Well, that, that, was like, that was like a while ago, though. It was like 2012. Yeah. I don't remember 14. the last Johnny Blaze ongoing, but... This is billed as a back to basics, spirit of vengeance, Sweet. Johnny Blaze book. Um, nice. the, the description of the book doesn't tell you anything about the story. 
It's saying that, you know, his life is beginning to feel like a prison and there's a spirit in him that's begging to break out. It's like, of course. So it's Ghost Rider. Yeah. Right. But um, it's written by Benjamin Percy, who's actually really good. And uh, Corey Smith is the artist who I'm not familiar with, but I flipped through it today and it looks really nice. Um, awesome. I think this is going to do really well, this book, because I this is like an underserved market. People have been wanting a Ghost Rider book. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He's got to be in a I'm, movie. At some I'm excited point. about it. There's yeah, he's coming. Doing this. Marvel doesn't launch stuff for no reason. All right. Like, Comic books drive the movie industry, so come on. He's going to be in Multiverse Madness. Don't go in unprepared, you know? Yeah, get your number one now. And it's an extra size, a giant size issue. It's $5.99, so that's right. getting a lot of story. Yes. That's, all, that's, that's my pickle. All right, well, let's hear about these upcoming gaming events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of March. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm to around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. Feel free to come by in an hour early to learn how to play. You can join us this month on March 4th and March 18th. We are bringing back in-person Beginners RPG Day on March 26th. This month we are playing Spirit of 77, the 1970s pop culture RPG that turns up the volume and never slows down. Kung Fu Tough Guys, Good Old Boy Truckers, Starry-Eyed Rockers, Hard Boiled Sleuths, all jam-packed into one funky, easy-to-learn game system that's powered by the apocalypse. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, character sheets will all be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited. Sign-ups are only open three weeks before the event. To sign up, call the Clear Lake location. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. This month on March 12th at the Katy location, we'll be hosting the WizKids Chimera Paint Night. The following Saturday the 19th at Clear Lake, we'll be painting the Ice Troll. For only $20, you'll get one miniature, 12 paints, two brushes, a water pot, and a palette. Come down and try to follow the given instructions or forge your own path. We'll see you at the game tables. And we're back, and it's time to talk Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, well, wait, wait, wait. Oh, what? I'm kidding. I don't have anything. Okay, no, this good. guy. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought we had like a signing or something. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait for the next interruption. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Anyway, so we're going to talk Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 debuted on Netflix this past week. Um, We talked about it previously. We've had uh, trailer reactions a few weeks back, et cetera, et cetera. Dylan, are you a Texas Chainsaw fan? No, I've seen the original and I've seen the one with Alexander Daddario. Like, oh, uh, is that the 2004 ago, five to oh, ten no. years ago 2013 yeah the, the 3d one. one i didn't see it in 3d <laughs> okay i've seen a reboot and the original uh okay that's it so but i don't enjoy gore very much so uh, oh boy okay <laughs> well boy this wasn't the film for you then i like some gore but i don't like seeing people get chopped up you know it's like Team wow. Okay. So, real quick, spoilers for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. People get uh, chopped up. Yeah. If you care about this, uh, spoilers. Um, there, there's a there is one pretty big spoiler I think um, that you would want to. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, you've been warned. Um, um, so real quick, um, I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. I <gasps> I really like the first one. I really like the first one. 
Um, not to be that person, but um, uh, nothing the, beats the original. Yeah, right. But I also think so. Toby Hooper, who directed the first one, is one of the masters of horror, quote unquote. I definitely have the opinion that Toby Hooper got super lucky, and uh, <laughs> he only made one good movie, and it was Sex Chains on Massacre. Um, so there's that. Come fight me. Um, but anyway, um, so there's the original that came out in 1974. There was a 1986 sequel, a third film from 1990. Uh, 1996 had a fourth one. 2004 was the first remake. 2006 was a prequel. 2013 was the 3D reboot. Um, and then there was another prequel that came out in 2017. Uh, so I saw the 2013 one. Okay, gross. That one was really bad. Um, I think the worst offender, though, is the 2004 remake. Um, did you see that one with Alicia Cuthbert? Alicia Cuthbert, whatever her name is. She was like the no. main draw. I know um, her, but I haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's big bad. I think Jessica Biel might have been in that movie, too. I might be full of it, though. Um, I don't remember who's in that. It's bad. But like um i, I talked we talked about sets or something earlier and like getting the guy who did the retro thing you yeah. know like okay so that's one of my biggest problems with the 2004 remake and it does not apply to 2022 so um in the 2004 remake they that movie is production designed within an inch of its life like um <laughs> they, tr- they try so hard to make it look like a vintage house and like you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really because the first one has a very homegrown found, not found footage, but, you know, very like raw lived feel lived in. Sure. Um, 2004, it looks so forced of trying to be look how authentic and dirty. And, you know, it's just it. It's I somehow know what you mean by that. OK. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. If you've seen that movie, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, it might be sound like I'm picking at straws, but I'm really not. It's like it's like when you go to a Cracker Barrel and you think, oh, this is really cool. All the old stuff on the wall. And then you go to five other Cracker Barrels in your life. You're like, oh, this is all the same old crap that they have in all the other Cracker Barrels. This is just a OK. This is just manufactured old crap. I got it. OK. Um, the, the charm wears off. Um, got it. So anyway, that I think is a, a, a not, not to start off the review with production and set design but i actually really liked the production and set design of 2022 um, i thought i thought it was good i i liked that it wasn't a house it was like a main street of this de- uh, desiccated town um it was obviously a set but it looked good and it worked well uh i thought it I felt thought real m- to me it, it did. really i was like actually wondering if it was some real no, it, it was, some it was of the outdoor set. things were filmed at but it was, it was all they built all that uh uh-huh. that's really cool it was a set yeah i mean it was all, all the exteriors were all facades you know then they had soundstage yeah. stuff so yeah no um i so first of all this movie is like 86 minutes like this is brisk i like it bring it back so this uh, you know i also have to say that i think it was directed pretty well in that like i mean it's 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 very lean and it doesn't waste time because it didn't have any time to waste um i'm I, i'm into it i thought it was directed as well as a movie like this could be um i i thought it was pretty to look at it was uh, visually really well done i thought like 
so this movie is pretty divisive in the horror community. Um, I've seen a lot of memes for and against. I'm I'm still in all the old Facebook groups, and I see okay. all the follow the same old people, you know, who will mock everything or be open minded or whatever. Um, so the, this movie, there's a lot of talk back and forth. Have you seen much about it, Dylan? No, not at all. Okay. Um, I I also thought like the sound design was good. Like I thought this movie sounded really good. Like the, I, I liked, I, I liked a lot of this movie. Um, the weakest parts of this movie um, is if you're caring about the story, there isn't one. Um, I think the best story that you could tell uh, or, 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 or the characters, I should say, there's only like two real characters in this movie, maybe even one. Um, the sister, uh, the, the the two sisters are the closest, but the yeah. one sister who survived the school shooting, um, which gives you just enough like reason to care about her. Like it makes it like you buy it. It's a little on the nose, but it's it's an eighty two minute. Very on the nose, I thought. Yeah, it's yeah. eighty six. It's eighty six minutes. You know what I mean? Like I th- I feel like in better hands and with more runtime, that would have been better explored and not so hokey. Um, but, but if they had like shot that whole thing, if they'd like shown us more of it, but like as a horror movie, that would have felt like icky as well. You know, I don't know yeah. how you do that. You don't you know? like it would have been I, exploitive either way. Yeah. So I, I don't hate the idea of that. And I thought it worked okay. Um, it, it was on the nose, but, um, but like I said, they didn't have time. They, they didn't have time. So um, I think it was about as good as it could have been for all around. Um, so I know one thing in the trailer that everybody was talking about was the bus scene. Yeah. Um, at least in the, at least in the horror community, people were talking about it as people were like, Oh, this is it. This is, this movie's going to be bad. Uh, why? Wait, why? Because it, it was, it was ho- Okay. Um, the talking points would be because it seemed really, um, uh, hokey, um, or some guys talk about getting canceled, and you know um, yeah it had some cringe moments for sure right 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 a lot of these movies do though but yeah i i actually thought that scene worked pretty well um aside from some of the glaring like how none like if they how many people are in this bus 25 like a lot they, yeah they can't just all dive on leatherface and someone's gonna i mean surely some of you will die but like can we work together? Yeah, a little bit? it it didn't seem too realistic. It felt very campy, like campier than the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, it did. It felt I, it, it felt a little out of place, but I enjoyed it though. I thought it was a fun a fun I, sequence. It, it was. Um, so speaking of that, I guess we can talk about the effects and the gore. Um, yes. So so the first gore scene in the movie. So so the the plot of the movie, if you care. Yeah, let's do that. Um, the the plot of the film is. Um, there's a uh, a group of millennials, I guess, who are going to um, gentrify and revitalize the town of Harlow, Texas, uh, which I don't know if that exists. I didn't look that up. There is, if there is a real Harlow, probably not. Um, some old ghost town, and they bought it. And they're gonna turn it into like a millennial haven away from the city. Blah blah blah. So they're gonna All host right. a big like thing there, selling off the the property, selling off like a bunch off of the investors properties. are gonna come mm-hmm. in and buy like different properties and make it like a little actual right. town they even talk it was about interesting because they're like a comic right shop. Out, yeah 
I'm like a comic shop for how many people? Anyway. Yeah. Um, It's like, mm, okay. It's like, they said it was like six hours outside of Austin. And I was like, that could be anywhere. Like, right. You know, like, I feel like someone who hasn't been to Texas wrote that. Oh, yeah. It's like, and also, like, they're just going to go just live in Austin at that point. Um, Although Austin kind of sucks. But, um, but that's so far. That could be like Houston, you know, like, where, what, where is that? What is the geography? We don't know. Um, anyway, and so, but you know, so they get to the town and they meet. Um, what's what's the character's name? I don't know. The mom, the the lady who runs the um, the orphanage, the old lady, who's a, a great character actress who I love, uh, Alice Krieg. Uh, she's great in everything, and it's and I wish she'd been in the movie more because she's fantastic. Um, but essentially, like her entire uh, role in the film is to show up, give some exposition, vomit, and die. Yeah, that's what she did. And, um, and she's got her, you know, giant hulking adoptive son, who is, of course, Leatherface. Um, well, they kind of kill her in a way. Yeah, they do. So, like, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really get with that whole that whole plot point of like how they felt guilty that they killed her. Like, what do you mean? I mean, like, she was clearly like in extraordinarily ill health, and they were under the impression that they bought this place and they're squatting. And they didn't like assault her or anything she just she had a heart failure because of the shock of seeing people showing up and saying she didn't live here anymore like i don't know that's well they did like call the police on her and they were like dragging her oh, out yeah, they... oh yeah they did do that you're right they didn't even like check to see her deed the police were just like literally dragging her out and then she died so it's not like all their fault but it's like a little bit like she probably would have died soon after that but <laughs> right yeah but they did they, cause they definitely... it in this moment i feel like they definitely... i feel bad yeah oh yeah yeah you're not wrong um, but so they, they call the cops on her and they, you know, take her away. Uh, they're gonna, they're rushing her to the hospital with Leatherface, uh, in the back. We don't know it was Leatherface officially yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, one of the investors has to go along with them. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that. Yeah. I don't know. So, so someone went, who's obviously going to die. And so the lady dies in the back seat. At the back of this van, and we get our first gore scene, which, oh my god, I've never, I've never seen that before. In a film, inventive, I liked it. I've never seen that before. I don't sure that's. I'm sure that's not physically possible. Um, but uh, real quick, if you're squeamish or don't like descriptions of gore, like there, skip ahead. There's a part where it's the guy flips his breaks up breaks a guy's wrist, and then he's got his bones sticking out, and he stabs him in the throat with his own wrist bones. Um, it's wild and then just proceeds to kill everybody. Um, and I liked that most of the characters weren't stupid. They, they died either armed or being, you know, attempting to smartly get away. Like, like the lady in the the van, they crash the van and she's trying her hardest to be very quiet, play dead. She tries to sneak out. She waits, but of course she gets killed. Um, yeah. I don't understand why the car was locked like that. Like why there's a child lock on the passenger door, but it's a, it's a movie. It's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but the, the biggest plot point I think, or the biggest thing that I think uh, the biggest weakness I think of the movie is the return of Sally Hardesty. Uh, well, this has been established in the film that Sally, the survivor from the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <clears throat> who was played by um, the original actress has passed away at this point. Uh, this is played by uh, in this film, uh, Owen, 
I don't know how to say your last name. Um, it's, it's French. F-O-U-E-R-E. Um, yes, exactly. And she is uh, Laurie Strode. Diet Laurie yes, Strode. Literally that. Like, like, holy crap. Diet Laurie Strode. But um, done in three minutes. Yeah, barely in the movie. Um, but there for the member berries of, you know, the requelness. Uh, you see her gutting a hog, gets the call. Leatherface is there. Like aggressively gutting a gutting a hog as well, and then answering the phone with her sopping wet blood. Yeah, Yeah. hands, her hooves. Yeah, with her Um, with her hog hands, Uh, and then she saddles up to go uh, go kill Leatherface. And to me, the whole movie falls apart. She's been waiting fifty years to kill Leatherface, or however long it's been. Yeah, she's been waiting her whole life, decades, to do this. She gets there, has the dead drop on him. He's sitting on a bed, crying, whatever he's doing. And she's got him, got the shotgun on him. And for some reason, she's hung up on, do you remember me? Why? I mean, I could get that. You want the satisfaction of like maybe them knowing who killed them, you know, like and why they're dying. But like for a but, second, you still want to second. Most well, important is killing gets, them, I would think. He gets up and leaves. Yeah, that's too far. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, and then they get into a scuffle and of course she dies, um, which I liked the way she died. That was pretty cool. She died like crazy, man. There was some really gross stuff. I think the grossest thing though, was on the, the bus, uh, with the, like one? with, um, the lady who was crawling out of the, uh, again, uh, earmuffs, if you care about gore descriptions, yeah, uh-huh, um, the lady who was crawling out of the, uh, the bus and gets cut in half and then her intestines start spilling out the side. I was low-key like hoping she would survive. I don't know why. I just liked that character, even though she didn't have anything to do. Because right. she kept appearing and I was like, she seems really friendly, you know? And I know, I liked her. Like she ran away at that part where it seemed like something was going on. Like she seemed pretty smart too, you know? Right. Um, and I was like, oh no, she's dead. I was rooting for her. But that was really gross. They were all gross. I thought the kills were pretty good in this movie. Yeah, the kills were the fantastic, and the kill the kill of Sally was very good. Where he like sticks her in the stomach with the with the chainsaw and like holds her up in the air. It's like yeah, yeah that, that was, was great. Good. And then for some reason she's not dead, and then gets one final shot off. Of course, which mm-hmm. is the stupidest thing. It's like she's alive. Yeah, there's no way on what planet. Also, the main dude, the first of the main characters who gets like his face cut off. How was it? On what planet is he walking around? Hobbling around outside. Hobbling on two feet, Dylan, with his face hanging off. Okay. Uh, Wait, speaking of kills, one thing I really liked about this movie was I found it. I was multiple times surprised at how quickly people died. Oh, yeah. And And like where they died. Like it surprised me sometimes. This, these can easily fall into being like very predictable. Yes. But like a few of the times like he's dead already. Like. This movie just started, you know? I expected him to be around for a lot longer. Some of the final people, like, are off really early. Like, the, uh, for me, it was, um, the main dude was one of them. But also, I thought, I was sure that the Texas guy was going to be around at the very end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he just, I was like, it's going to be him and the young, uh, sister, you know? Yeah. Had to be. Um, from eighth grade. I can't remember the actress's name, but, um, yeah, I thought they were going to be the final ones. But then he died like in the middle of the movie. It's like, dang, okay. I respected yeah. that, you know? I was like, cool. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, 
and there was one moment that I thought was pretty effective, like surprising the, a bit of tension in the movie where the older sister is hiding under the bed. I actually thought that was play, played pretty well. Um, like where she's stuck underneath the bed and she can't get out of this room because Leatherface keeps like doing his thing and not knowing she's there. Yeah. And she's trying to escape. I don't know why she thinks it's okay to just jump down the stairs. That That's when it fell apart. But like, that was weird. Uh, I think she's like, trying to not have the creaks on the, I get it, but like you're jumping. Okay, whatever. That's just picking it apart. Um, and of course, uh, I would say I hate the, uh, oh no, he's back for one final kill when we thought it was over. As th- that isn't fun. That isn't fun anymore. The they've killed Leatherface. I liked the I liked the ending of the movie before he came back and got the final surprise kill. Same. I thought that ending was actually very good and kind of bold because it doesn't happen too much. Like oh, look, two girls survived. It. Yeah, right. So we have two girls survive. Um, in a pretty good scene, the hospital. a pretty good scene. Um, yeah. Um, and they start to drive away. Then Leatherface pops up. <laughs> they, they have the, the Tesla on autopilot. Uh, yeah. I kind of like that. I thought that was cool. That was, that was neat. Uh, they put on autopilot to drive them away. And Leatherface pops up, breaks the window, takes older sister out, cuts her head off while the older sister or the younger sister cries out of the uh, sunroof. And Leatherface just holds it up. It's like, ah, see, I'm alive. Um, I thought that was really weak. Um, I didn't like that. I liked no. the regular. End. I wish I thought, it felt like uh, one of those things where they film lots of endings and they're like test it and see which right. one. I did don't you know. see? Did you see the end credit scene, Dylan? Yes, but I I literally can't remember what it was. He's back. It's, he it, was. He was with he, him, right? He was. He was walking down a dusty road towards a very familiar looking house. Oh, the house, right? Yeah. Um, which. <laughs> I, I, I don't really understand like the difference between or like how how far was that from Harlow? You know, like nobody saw matter. him. That could have been the after off. thing instead of him killing the sister, you know? Right. That could have been the stinger, but. Right. It's like, oh, he's not dead. No, he just killed the sister and cut her head off. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think the movie isn't that bad. It's not that good either, but it's not that bad. I thought. The weakest point for me, you touched on it already, but was the social commentary. I thought it was really sloppy. Uh, it yeah. was very much like, oh, millennials, don't judge a book by its cover, you know? Because like yes. the way they judged the redneck guy and then he ended up being nice and the way they were trying to take over this town that no one lives in, which didn't seem that sinister to me, but they could have let the one lady keep her house, you know? Like, obviously that was messed up, but... And then they made all the people, all the investors, like absolute idiots, you know, like when, like oh you said, when, when they pulled their phones out and started live streaming him. You're going to get canceled, bro. Don't try anything. Yeah, that was so bad. Ugh, that was, that was so, that was very cringy. I, I, it didn't derail the movie for me, but I was just like, this movie isn't smart enough to do that. I feel like, you know what I no. mean? No, no, no. I completely agree with you. It, do you know there was, there was like some production issues with this? Was there? Yeah, they had two different directors or well they had these brothers andy and ryan towell towhill okay which were originally on board to direct it and they literally started filming it and then in the middle of production only for a couple weeks so and then the studio wasn't happy with the dailies that they were sending in so they fired them and brought in someone else wow they were just like apparently it was so bad that they were like no we're redoing this and then they reshot everything so we we didn't even see what they what they did um, wow really it wasn't enough to make a movie so i don't think we'll ever see it but it's interesting That's... that they made the effort to like actually redo it because i and i think it probably was a good idea because i thought the direction was 
really good. You know, I, I do too. I think I, right. Like I said, this. let's shout them out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> shout them out um, for, our, for our audience. Uh, uh, David, David Blue Garcia. I want to see him um, do more horror. Movies he did. This script. is his first, this is his first English, English language movie film. Okay. As I recall, I think we, I reported that when it was uh, his trailer. He's directed yes. one movie. Tejano. Called Tejano. Yeah. And that's, that's in Spanish. Yes. So this is his first English language film. So cool. Good for him. I'd say, I'd say about a, as hit as big of a hit as a direct to Netflix, Texas chainsaw massacre seven can be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I think it, it, it exceeded my expectations. Um, um, I mean, I mean, I've seen all of these movies. Yeah. And they're abysmal. Okay. That's a lie. Okay, I didn't see so the 2017. You have a different frame of reference than me, I guess. Uh, yeah, I do. I've seen Dylan. I've seen a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Of, of slasher movies. It looks like this kind of crap. This in the grand scheme of movies, I don't think it's any good, oh, but so, so I gave it a two on letterboxd. Okay. Well, like, if that, if that, you know what I mean? But it's two out of five, but it's half, there's half, half stars. But, you know, like at first I typed into three, I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? This is definitely not a three. Um, I thought Elsie Fisher was good. The actress. Elsie like Fisher, said, thank you. The main actress, I guess. I guess you'd call her the main character. I don't know. Yeah. The sister was also the main character. I think the sister, sister but... was the main character because Elsie Fisher was kind of like the B, the B character, but is the survivor. She was the B one, but she's the obvious obvious final girl you know oh well yeah for sure um yeah i i gave it yeah i gave it two stars um i did like it though i would watch it again not for a while but i would watch it again i don't know you don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i'd ever watch this again if someone well, asked to watch it i would not be mad you know okay, like, okay, okay let's watch it that that's a more fair assessment i don't think i would do you think you're ever gonna go on. and turn this on again yeah the only one I will probably ever turn on again was one or three, because three is just kind of three is kind of weird. Um, three three is an interesting story. It's got a lot of like studio mismanagement, and it's just very uneven and really a bad movie, in an interesting way. Not in a not in a. This is just not enjoyable way. Yeah, but um. Anyway. So that's that's it. Uh, are we rating these? Uh, not yet, right? We're not. We're not. Uh, we don't need to, to review this. Yeah. yeah, I gave it. I gave it a two on Letterbox. Here's my review. I think I would match that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can tell you like what else I gave it to. Let's see. Um, other movies I gave it to. Um, Venom. Let there be carnage. The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. I'm looking for things that I've seen that I w- we could talk about. Fast and Furious Six. I gave it to. Too fast, too furious. So it's about as good as all those. And Scoob. If you're a, a gore fan or a B yes. horror movie, it's like a very pretty uh, if, B-level horror movie. If you if you if you're one of the people that says they don't make slashers anymore that are blood and guts, this is the one. This is the one. There's literally guts spilling out of the bus window. It's gross. This don't um, expect a story. No. If they had like another twenty minutes, they could have had a pretty good story here. I think. I want someone to make the cut where Laurie Strode isn't in it. Because oh, that yeah. would be so much better. She's the actress was bad too. No offense she, to her, but uh, she I thought she was nothing. really bad. Yeah, she she adds nothing to the movie other than to bring them a shotgun. And yeah. a hat. 
It was, that was really weird. That she I felt really embarrassed. I felt like too. embarrassed for the movie when that happened. I know it just felt like really like forced. Like maybe they had a contract where they had to have Lori or I'm uh, sorry, Sally Hardesty in the movie. Like, okay, well, we got to have I a guess, legacy character. Just, her persona was so such a ripoff that like it comically. So it's like a, like Saturday night, not, not even Saturday night live. It's like mad TV. Yeah. You know, it's just like, this is, this is a, weird like but with none of the depth or this is like a weird college humor parody or something you know like who did this i think just cut her out of the movie and but but keep that kill somehow that kill was great she's just some investor who's there you know right you can keep that scene in (laughs) all right but anyway that's gonna do it for us this week um thank you all so much for downloading us we really appreciate all the support bye everyone this is dylan and i'm michael we'll see you next time Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.